0: The Power Moms Network, empowering moms to lift the world. Hello, and welcome to Episode 7 of the Power Moms Podcast. I'm your host, producer Jemmy, the founder of the Power Moms Network, and today I'm going to be exploring how success takes a sisterhood with today's Power Mom, Cindy Metzler. This episode is brought to you by my podcast production house and consultancy firm, Flintstone Media. Listen in and let me introduce you to Cindy Metzler of Own Media, the Sisterhood for Success, and TEDx Boca Raton. But first, I want to share a little something from my grab bag. All right, just one quick update and one quick amazing opportunity from within our community that I want to share as today's grab bag. So first, the update. This is amazing. On Clubhouse, we have the Power Moms house and it already has over a thousand members, like The message of Power Moms is spreading like wildfire. It is resonating. So if you're not on Clubhouse, get on it. And if you're on Clubhouse, get in the house. (laughs) Just search for Power Moms because we want you in those rooms. We do a room right now just every Wednesday. And it is amazing the conversations that we have, the connections that are made. Oh, my gosh. And we need you in there. So join the Power Moms house on Clubhouse. That's the update. And now here is the opportunity. And this comes from within our community. So this comes from a future guest. Her name is Jessica Rhodes. Jessica and I have been friends for years through the podcasting realm. And she is the founder of interview connections, one of the OGs of being able to hook people up to be guests on podcasts. And so she is having interview connections is having a podcast guesting masterclass. So. They are the first and leading podcast booking agency, and their signature podcast guesting masterclass is where you will learn how to monetize the microphone as a guest expert on podcasts. And don't we all know how to do that? (laughs) So the agenda is jam packed with value. Session one is how to build a strong foundation for your podcast guesting strategy. Session two, the secrets to generating leads and closing sales as a podcast guest. And session three is behind the scenes of the leading podcast booking agency, getting booked and maximizing your return on investment with podcast guesting. This free yes, I said it, free masterclass takes place on August 15th through the 17th at 1pm Eastern. So save your seat, register now, go to interviewconnections.com slash live masterclass. That's interviewconnections.com slash live masterclass. I'll put a link in the show notes and I will definitely see you there. And now let me introduce you to today's power mom, Cindy Metzler. Oh my gosh, this is an episode long time coming, an interview long time coming, a conversation that's happened privately a lot of different ties, but we have never brought it to the microphone. Cindy Betzler, welcome to the show. I am so excited to call you my friend, and now my guest. How are you today? Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Jemmy. And you're right, we have talked so much like
1: offline. And it's such like, I'm so happy that you're doing this with this motherhood. Oh, excuse me. I forgot. <laughs> it's like. okay, it happens. Bring it on. <laughs> We're busy moms. Right. <laughs> it never stops. Yes. And great and. Busy business owners, right? So it exactly. happens multitasking, but I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. And I I love what you're doing. I love it. I think it's so important. I think there's so many, you know, challenges and wonderful things that come out of moms working together and learning from each other and sharing trials and
0: tribulations. And so, so excited to have this happen. Yay. hundred percent. In fact, I'm going to be having the second half of a conversation today because we got cut off by our children (laughs) with a friend of mine yesterday talking about this and just how much it resonates for her. And I've had that conversation repeatedly. And I, it's one of those things where, oh my gosh, if I didn't know just how called I felt to do this, I know now because of the reactions that I'm getting from, from different women. So one of the things that I wanted to dive into on this interview, especially because it really ties into the whole spirit of the Power Moms Network. You are one of those people who constantly is is churning the wheel of collaboration and how people should work together. I mean, there's certain people in my life, you, Jeremy Pound, Jason Hill, who've been constant connectors for me, giving me, you know, introduced me. He even took me to one of your meetings with Georgie and Brandstar. You're like, come in with this meeting with me, girl. I'm like, okay, yes, please. Like, you're not afraid to share the spotlight to spread the spotlight. So just starting from from that as a general concept of who you are, is that just pour out from who Cindy Metzler is at the core? Definitely. Yeah. I
1: think you know there's a lot of people that that say they're connectors, but we I mean, I really feel like that's the way my DNA works, like mm-hmm. and and I love, I get so much joy out of it. I really do. Like I bring people to meetings because I feel like, I mean, even with TEDx, when we don't have a lot of in-person meetings now, but I used to bring people, just a guest almost to every meeting because I felt like, you know what? <laughs> they can benefit from it. We can benefit from their network. It's kind of the way that my mind works. And it's not like we're you know, thinking, okay, well, I want an immediate ROI and I want an immediate payback from this. It's really like, bringing people together who can help each other and open doors and um just make the world a better place, right? And it sounds cliche, but it's so true. And it I think so that's, true. you know, with with LinkedIn too, I think it's such an incredible community where I've met so many amazing people that have become real life friends from LinkedIn. And yeah, it's a great example of how you can just go into something like, Giving and not looking to receive and how it just kind of snowballs into beautiful relationships and, and online and offline and also business strategic alliances that can be really helpful and beneficial for for both parties. So it's a win, win,
0: win, win, right? One. Thousand percent. It's so funny. Like anytime I see a flyer for something, some event happening locally, celebrating something, if, if it's tied to entrepreneurialism, your face is on there. It's like almost oh, all the time. It is so, so It warms my You're heart. There's so much going on. It's hard, right? <laughs> be everywhere. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it warms my heart because I know that you Genuinely want people to succeed. And it's, it's, it's really, it's a special spirit that you have. So I just wanted to say thank you and honor that. And, and let's start with, with what you've done so far because you are the owner of Ohm Media. So first of all, that's very akin to when I was starting this, this network in the show, the show art for it has a woman in a yoga power pose. And I did that on purpose. I know nothing about yoga, but I did that on purpose. <laughs> because I thought it would speak to a lot of women who do understand yoga and the strength of power poses and all that. So I just thought it was, I was like, Oh, my gosh, I have to mention that to Cindy who owns Ohm Media. I mean, yes,
1: yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I've actually been practicing yoga for so many years. And of course, it's one of those things that. Sometimes I fall off the bandwagon, no matter, you know, if I'm too busy, but I always get back on and it's like my happy place. So when I needed to think of a business name and ironically, my daughter, I actually incorporated in 2007 and my daughter was born in 2005 and her initials are, um, Olivia Marie Metzler. So O M M. So, yeah, so I thought, you know what? um, that's kind of like a nice double good luck thing there, and ohm actually means the vibration of the universe, so I just felt like it was you know from a communications public relations marketing a perspective, there were just so many meanings there that were really meaningful to me
0: and hopefully meaningful to other people too. Yes, absolutely. So, because I know that the concept of yoga it gives you gives you strength. What does it do for you? When you say that you enjoy enjoy doing it, what does yoga do for you? And, and in case my listeners wondering why is she getting into this, it's because I know nothing about this, and I feel like a lot of women this this is something that they can relate to. So I'm just curious for you, and especially obviously it means something to you having named your business after it. What has the practice of yoga? What does it really do for you? Does it center you? Make you feel empowered? what does it do well it's definitely
1: like a creative for me anyway it's very creative i feel like it you 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 detox during yoga and there's all different types of yoga. There's breathing yoga, there's Hatha yoga, there's, you know, mild yoga classes. And then there's like power yoga and hot yoga. yoga. Hot yoga is very hard too. I like hot yoga and power yoga, Ashtanga it's called, because I feel like, you know, when you have limited time, if you could get something in, that's really from a workout standpoint, something that you leave and you're kind of drenched and you feel like fresh, but I also feel like I get so how many Creative ideas when I'm in yoga because it's it's either like a 60 minute or they call it a 60 minute or 90 minute meditation. So Mm -hmm. while you're there, you're actually meditating, but you're also thinking of. For me, anyway, I have so many epiphanies and great business ideas and personal ideas um, during and after yoga. And it's interesting because I went to a workshop with one of our TEDx speakers who he hadn't done our TED talk at in TEDx Boca yet, but he um, he was the head of innovation from Disney. And he talks about that a lot, like how you get the most creative ideas when you're either working out or you're in the shower or, you That's know. That's what
0: I was just going to say. I get them in the shower.
1: <laughs> yeah. When, when you're actually taking time to, mm-hmm. to, to, you know, to decompress or be away from what you're doing all the time.
0: That moment and, of
1: pause. Yeah. So I could definitely relate to that. And then I also feel like just emotionally, it's like a release And everyone has so much going on and we're also busy and we're, there's so much communication overload. I feel like it's a great opportunity to just like sweat and get it out and mentally. And I've been, I've been reading a lot about how, you know, obviously exercise is so good for your brain, even more than your body and your body Mm -hmm. is, you know, benefits from the exercise, but it really is, is your brain that's benefiting the most. So, and I love that.
0: Well, so I'm definitely going, okay, even though I kind of, I joke and I say I look like a drunk baby giraffe when I try yoga, but now you just <laughs> inspired me to try it again with yes. an instructor. I get to, I get to go for it. Yeah. yeah. It feels like everything you just said was, and you'll know where I'm going with this. It was an idea worth spreading. So that takes us to yes. TEDx Book Raton. So you're, you're in charge of TEDx Book Raton organizing it and and everything else, which seems like. Just that next level because Omedia is it's really where it's a it's a marketing agency, but it's more than that. It really helps people find their story, craft their story, and get their branding out there so spreading the idea of their own brand, right? But then TEDx, what you're doing there takes ideas that that are much more general and broad that people can that really hit home for people. So tell us about why you wanted to get involved with TEDx Boca Raton. Did you start it? How that all came about? And, and the reasons why you're, you're so excited to have people spreading ideas right here in Boca Raton?
1: Yeah, so I've been in marketing and public relations for over 20 years. And I think one of my passions is amplifying people's voices, like we had talked about, like connecting people, but also sharing really valuable stories stories that can actually multiply and have ripple effects and help other people. And I feel like the the world that we live in right now is so much about that, right? It's so much about storytelling and amplifying and, you know, hearing from other people. And again, like we talked about this Moms Network, you know, hearing from other people who have been through challenges inspires you and makes you realize, you know what, I can, I can get through this if they did it too. And so I've been very heavily involved. In the tech community in South Florida for over 20 years and very male dominated. It's you're seeing a lot more women in tech now, which Mm -hmm. I love. And so one of my friends for, for a really long time, who we were in the tech community, lots of different organizations like South Florida Tech Alliance, Internet Coast back in the day, now Tech Hub. Eric Mintz is actually, mm-hmm. he approached me in 2017 and said, I would like to take over the um, license for TEDx Boca Raton. What do you think? And so I was like, oh my gosh, you know, TED stands for technology, entertainment, design. And I thought those are three of my favorites. That's things. honestly something I never knew. I never what? knew what TED stands I didn't know it was an acronym. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, sign me up and super, super excited to be part of it. And he's just brilliant. And just me from having a PR background, I said to him, he's like a PR dream because he, um, you know, he's an ex IBMer. He started his first company that was acquired by constant contact. And then he was with constant contact for many years. Then he got his MBA from MIT and then um, parlayed that into another startup and doing so many cool things. Now he's in the drone space with Mitsubishi. And he also, again, wow. with, with, um, with co-organizer with me with TEDx Boca. So yeah, we started in 2017, took over the license from a woman who moved to Colorado and um, it's been an incredible journey. We've met so many amazing speakers. So we curate some speakers and then we have a submission process where people can apply to be a TEDx speaker. And it's a, it's a wonderful process. It's, an, again, just another great opportunity to amplify people's voices and share ideas worth spreading, share stories that are really going to make an impact in people's lives and hopefully help inspire them to overcome obstacles, to triumph over tragedy you know, things like that, or just get educated and um, learn about something that you may not have known about before. So yeah, we've had the privilege. um, I think we've had eight TEDx um, events now, and worked with, you know, hundreds of speakers, and um, definitely probably over a 1000 submissions, I would say over the course of the last seven years or so. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we've got it down pretty well. Now, I feel like, the first year, uh, just to give anybody an idea, like the first year, I actually calendared 92 meetings that we had related to TEDx Boca Raton, whether that was speakers whether that was community partners, because it's, you know, it's a volunteer role, but you also have to align with different partners who can either provide the space or provide money or provide um, support or food or, you know, those, there's just a lot of moving parts. So, and uh, several of our events have had, um, I think our most attended was at FAU with um, about 1300 people. So it's a big event that one we had over a hundred volunteers, so that's an, whole component of it. And we had a really, really wonderful team to help us, um, committee members that that helped us put it all together. So yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I love doing it.
0: So I'm not surprised at all that you were <laughs> approached about being a partner on this, about doing this, because, okay, so let me, <laughs> and I, I hope my listeners, what I'm about to say, it makes sense. After hearing you a little bit now, I'm going to tell you what, what you remind me of. when I think about you, I think of you as like this little Cindy butterfly (laughs) who floats around and from flower to flower, everything you touch, you're fertilizing different things. You're bringing a little bit of information from one to the next and you're making everything more beautiful and grow as you go. But you're like a Badass butterfly, right? You're not just some like flighty little. I don't really know. Like you're
1: man, wingman. Wingman. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much, Jemmy. That's so well. It's true.
0: It's just true. And so I'm I'm thinking about. I'm imagining, and you just mentioned your daughter. I know you have a son as well. Yes. I think a little bit younger. The daughter's older, right? Yes, my daughter they now? turned
1: 18. She's going off to college to University oh, well. of Florida. And my son um, is 14. And so when I named my company,
0: he wasn't born yet. So he was. Yeah. <laughs> so don't feel now. bad about it. Don't feel bad about right. it. So <laughs> so, so here's the thing, though, because I also know you're, you're married to somebody who is a high powered executive. Oh, so, so sweet. <laughs> if you – but well, it's true. And you are a high-powered executive doing amazing things. So imagining like this you know, power couple, you're doing these amazing things, busy lives, two children, and then you get hit on the head, right? <laughs> Everything gets like – there's like a hammer that's dropped down in the middle of what must have been a really exciting but still stressful but exciting time. Because you got a diagnosis. Do you mind sharing that diagnosis? Oh, sure. Yeah. So this is a long time ago, actually, but it was
1: definitely a pivotal moment, like a defining moment in, in my life. Um, so when my daughter was born, and as I said, she just turned 18. So it's 18 years ago now. She was two months old, and I was diagnosed with melanoma. And weirdly, I noticed this um freckle on my leg while I was pregnant. And it I never noticed it before. And then all of a sudden it started getting really big very fast. And uh, for anyone, you know, that's a mom, you know that when you you know, obviously self-care goes out the window when you have a child that's
0: two months yes. old. Like so, it's 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 yesterday's business. Right. So I <laughs> did think- I even take a shower this week? I don't know. <laughs> Right. And so I would
1: know, exactly. I would notice this, um, this mole on my leg, like in the shower. And then when I was shaving, I was like, this is like, and then it started getting bigger. And it was like, kind of very, uh, what they call like classic melanoma, like blurred edges grew very fast, three dimensional, Uh, different colors. And, um, so I went, I'm so happy. I mean, so blessed. Uh, Like I feel it, it, it's definitely divine intervention that I took the time with a newborn. And I remember she was in, in, you know, her, um, car seat in the dermatologist office and I brought her in as an infant and he did, um, a biopsy and said, it looks very suspicious. And so, I waited um, probably a week or so for the results. And I knew nothing about melanoma. And although I do have to say I am, you know, very fair skinned, I don't go in the sun a lot, but I, um, I did back in the day and I'm sorry, I have a little dog bark. No worries. We love it. <laughs> so Anyway, I got a call from the, the dermatologist, which normally, you know, they don't normally it's like a physician's assistant or something.
0: Right. When it's the doctor themselves, it's right. not usually good news. Yeah.
1: And as you know, you know, with a newborn, it's like lack of sleep, very emotional. I was nursing mm-hmm. and so he you know said i just want you to know this is serious the size is you know significant and he shared with me you know the level of melanoma it was and he said thankfully it's you know it's past the surface level of the skin but it hasn't gone into your lymph nodes yet but we're you know it looks like you won't need chemotherapy i mean all of this like conversation. Oh my gosh. And I was just like, well, my, t- the tears were just like welling down, even though I mean, it's good news, but at the same time, and he's like, well, no more, but we have to get you in for a um, excision. And so I, uh, you know, uh, weirdly, like I scheduled it right away and they couldn't get me in for a month. So I called like all these different places. I was like, can you get me in sooner? <laughs> because the other thing is that, um, that some people may not know is like when you have pregnancy hormones, it can exacerbate cancer. So I was wondering if that's
0: why it seemed to grow pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah so,
1: yeah. um, so I got in pretty quickly for the, um, I think about a week a- or, uh, later for the, um, excision. And then after I had that, they called me and said, it's, it, it was more than what they had anticipated. So I had to go in for a second surgery. Oh my gosh! And um, so I definitely have like a little dent in my calf. It looks like I say it's like a little shark bite, you know, <laughs> because those melanoma, <laughs> those melanoma excisions, they have to go very wide and very deep to make sure mm-hmm. that they they, you know, have clear margins. And so it's a pretty significant at the time. I mean, obviously, it's 18 years ago now. But at the time, it was a significant and scar took a really long time to heal. I had a little, uh, like I said, dent in my leg. I still have a little bit of a dent there. And they, the doctor afterwards was like, you know, oh, you can have collagen injections or something. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, that is a war wound <laughs> that I'm just going to leave. <laughs> there you I, go. Hey, Vets, sister. I was like, I don't want to play with that. There was cancer there. I just want to leave it. I don't want to poke it. I don't want to bother it, you know. And it's still like numb, you know, when you you get like a serious surgery. Right. You just
0: surgery, don't really feel it. Yes, yeah. It's, yeah, not it's the same only. as
1: the way it used to be. But you know what? I feel incredibly blessed. I go to the dermatologist a lot. I'm not in the sun very often, although we live in Florida. So I <laughs> lather up when I do go in the sun or cover up. Um, But yeah, so that's my, my story. Again, it was definitely something that I think about a lot. I actually wrote an article on LinkedIn about it, how um, you know, just having cancer is some one of those things and having that, you know, moment of mortality where you start thinking like, especially I don't want to get emotional now, but when you have a baby and you find out that something like that and then they say that that it's not, you know, you don't it's not a hundred percent gone. And then I uh, think, thank goodness, thank God it was, um, gone. But it makes you realize, like, you know, we're not here forever, right? And we have mm-hmm. to be really, really grateful and make, make every moment count. And, um, yeah, it's just those, mo- those things go through your mind when you have a, a baby or a child, or I mean, even if you're not a mom, obviously those things, it's very, very, um, upsetting and stressful and what have you, but to think of that, you know, that child and maybe you not being there, it was like, wow, you know. So right.
0: yeah, right. So I mean, I know your your husband is is he's an executive for PGA, you know, but and so obviously you can lean on him, but. He also had your baby, you know, there's a lot on on your plate, even just adding in with it being kind of, we'll say muddled good news, right? Because it's good news, but it's still, there's a process you have to go through. And so... Then you're adding onto your plate, you know, doctor's appointments now beyond what we normally have to do for postpartum, beyond what we normally have to do for our, our baby, doctor's appointments for yourself, um, changing maybe some of your routine and those kinds of things. It's got to be a lot and it could easily be overwhelming. So in those times, where who did you lean on? If you don't mind my asking, like, where did you find some external strength for yourself? Yeah,
1: well, I'm really lucky. By the way, my husband was at the PGA for 20 years. Now he's he's not there anymore, but he is. He's actually interestingly, he's in AI right now, and that's such an incredible field and a whole other podcast, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very interesting. But yes, so but but but, yes, he was there for many many years, and um, so I leaned on my husband, obviously. Um, and um, you know, interestingly, my uh, my daughter was, was. was an infant, but it was so comforting, you know, and I was nursing mm-hmm. her at the time. So that was like a huge, I would say, mental, emotional um comfort. And then my mom, my mom and dad live in Rhode Island right now, but we're from New York originally. And um she flew in right away um you know to help. Um, and and so she was there. And then my sisters, I have a I have a sister, two sisters and a brother. So and we're really close and I feel like that was something that was incredibly meaningful to me. And we've all had, uh, you know... Interestingly, um, different challenges, not cancer, but different health things in the past that we've had to go through together. So that was something I feel that, um, you know, just was very, um, instrumental in getting through that thing. And then, and then friends, right? You lean on your friends and other moms mm-hmm. and women that, um, and again, like I say, my sisters, but then there are women in my life that are, are like sisters too. My close, you know, network of, and I, I feel very blessed because I have a, a very big network of women now who who I can lean on. But um, but I feel like you know your inner circle. You can call them at midnight, like my sisters or those really, um, those moms in my life that you know you can call them at midnight and cry and feel and vulnerable, and they're there for you and support you and. You know, lift you up and
0: make you feel better. Right. So <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So I have a couple of questions about that because you, you mentioned that one of your areas of comfort was when you would be breastfeeding your daughter and just that closeness, what that did for you. And I've said, you know, I shared that my son really has inspired me and motivated me in ways that I never <laughs> would have imagined were possible. So I'm curious, does your daughter know? that she was a comfort for you in those hard times.
1: I I definitely have shared that with her. Yeah, I feel like and, you know, it's interesting, because even, you know, today, and like you said, with your with your son, I mean, my daughter and my son have been supports and really taught me so many things over the years, like things that I've you know, maybe have struggled with, and I see them. And it's interesting, because it, it, this is something that I find really fascinating. Both of my kids, they went to Montessori school, and my daughter went to um School of the Arts. And I know we were talking before we started about your son going to theater camp. So they're (laughs) both really passionate about those types of things. And my daughter was in debate. And it's interesting because personally, it wasn't until like later in life, even though I've been in the communications field, but it wasn't until later in life that I actually felt comfortable, you know, talking on a stage or talking in front of people. And um, I did it for work, obviously, but it wasn't something that I was like really passionate about or I wasn't natural doing it. And I just look at my kids and this younger generation between YouTube and school. And I mean, I do credit credit the Montessori school a lot because they it helped with building their character. And, you know, when I see the things they do and I just admire like, oh my goodness, they get up and they they're on stage and they don't even realize like how difficult that is for so many people. And it's just yeah. so innate and natural and normal. And I, I just admire them and also kids that of this, you know, younger generation that do that, and they don't even think twice about it, right? They're on TikTok videos, they're on YouTube videos, and, you know, hopefully not that much. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my kids don't, you know, they're not like, you know, content creators like that online. But like I said, through debate, through you know school activities um presentations and theater groups, and what have you um they were involved in the malts theater years ago, which i am a huge fan of of that um the malt theater as well, so yeah, I feel like those are things that as grown ups and as moms, we can learn and get inspired from, and I still do I still like I look at some of the videos that my daughter creates for school. And I think, oh, my gosh,
0: I wish I was that good,
1: you know? Right?
0: Yeah, it's so, so, so cool. They're amazing. They're amazing. So your your daughter definitely provided you comfort. And yes, that's what kids can certainly do. But you mentioned your mother. You mentioned your actual sisters. And then you mentioned the group of women around you, your friends and the community that, that you were able to lean on. And I know that that has been... Um, a theme for you for quite some time. And you created it into something very intentional. You now have the sisterhood for success. And when I first heard about this, I thought this is amazing. I love women supporting women. But I want to dive into really your why for creating the sisterhood for success. Where did the the initial feeling of being called to do it? Where did that stem from? And what is your intention with it? What do you hope that it does? or have you seen it do? Yeah. So
1: my intention is really to give women a platform for education, enrichment, empowerment. I love that and collaboration and growth. So I'll tell you how it sort of, I guess, how it started. I, as I mentioned, I was very much into um, male dominated industries. So I was had a lot of clients in the tech space. I had a lot of clients in the HVAC space, um, which is uh, heating, ventilating, air conditioning. So air conditioning clients, not a lot of women in those industries, you know? Yeah, not really. <laughs> 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 so um, so I was drawn to, and by the way, I went to school for marketing, public relations, and fashion design. So I went to um, FIT in Manhattan. Yeah, so I was like, going to say, really? not just anywhere, FIT. Like yeah. that's
0: big leagues <laughs> of fashion design.
1: Well, <laughs> it's like definitely a girly girl. I mean, there's a lot of men that go to school there too, but the ratio is seven to one, like mostly women at the school. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so, so that's obviously a passion of mine as well. And so just being in male dominated industries, I was drawn to other, you know, just being around more women and having, you know, a lot of activities on the side. So I was involved in a lot of women's groups. I was involved in women in HVAC. I was involved in women in tech, uh, whatever type. Were of- you one of like the two or three people in women in HVAC? <laughs> right, right. Well, <laughs> just, it's grown to hundreds of people now. So amazing. And it's <laughs> years ago. So yeah. And I would also like just going to tech conferences, I would always go, they started these women's lounges, And um, got to meet incredible women through that as well. And so there was definitely a thirst and a need you could see and magic Mm -hmm. would happen when these groups would get together. So um, interestingly, um, well, two things. I got involved with this women's, well, it actually wasn't just women, but, um, a group called CABBY. It stands for Carol Anderson by invitation, Cabbie. And they have 3000, what they call Cabbie women. And it was a clothing line designed by this woman, Carol Anderson. And you would go into women's homes. So it was kind of like a passion that I, a passion project. I went to an event and it was a trunk show for women. And mm-hmm. it was like, I was like, Oh, my gosh, this is so fun. And the woman that presented said, Oh, you should do it too. And so I started doing it. And again, like I said, it was in 2009, when I had just had Trevor. And, um, but I needed this, you know, kind of like, more women in my life that I could yeah, be more yeah. intentional. You just added a boy. What? <laughs> more, more women, <laughs> right? More estrogen from all the men that I was working with, right? So, um, the cool thing about this this group was they would you you would have to go to this fashion show twice a year at a big conference, and um, I became friends with so many power women, like just an incredible women. And again, a lot of them were doing it as a hobby, they were selling these clothes, having women's um, events, um, whether it's, you know, a little happy hour or a breakfast or a lunch, and you would bring the clothes and women would mix and mingle. And so I did it for like two and a half years. Again, for me, it wasn't a money-making thing. I just sort of loved doing it. And and uh, and I still have incredible friends that I met. And It was an it,
0: outlet, it sounds like, for it you. It was,
1: definitely, and a community that I just admired. And so in my mind, I started thinking, like all of these women's groups that I'm involved in, there's this connection and this outlet that women really need. And so I had um, a friend of mine... Who lives in New York? She's um on QVC and she does a lot. She used to be a model and she's involved with a lot of cool things. She called me and she asked me if I had any clients who wanted to be on the the Below Deck show as a guest, right? Oh wow! Yeah, so. I reached out to a couple of clients I was working with who I thought, you know what, it's not an advertising opportunity, but it's a, it's a potential opportunity to brand in a very subliminal Mm -hmm. way, you know, Mm -hmm. because the show is not about the guests. The show is about the drama with the crew. Right, Right. And this was in 2016. So we, we ended up, she came back to me, none of my clients fit. And then at the last minute there was an opening. And so we said, you know what, why don't we get a group of women entrepreneurs and do like a retreat? roundtable event at, mm. you know, while we're doing this show. And so I had created like a landing page for this, the six women entrepreneurs that went, including myself, and we called it Good Life Gals and the Sisterhood for Success. And so ironically, this this and again we were not promoting ourselves on the show just subliminally um through this show and through the landing page and it was an incredible experience of bonding between the six of us
0: sure
1: we had 10,000 women reach out through the landing page and say i want to learn more about the organization i want to learn how i can be involved i want to be part of it and oh, so wow. yeah so through mm-hmm. that that landing page. And, you know, and then we created a website, then I started hosting events. And to be honest, it was definitely a passion versus about profits, because even now, it's really more about um, creating a community and an opportunity for women to showcase like the most recent and we've hosted many, many events since 2016, like I hosted a golf tournament for a friend of mine who has a um, cancer foundation for her husband who had passed. Um, Mm -hmm. We've hosted a lot of virtual events through COVID, building the community that way as well, we're giving people an opportunity to share learn from experts learn from authors and most recently i hosted one at the um Boca innovation campus and it was this two women who had started brick?
0: yeah Rick. oh yeah, yeah i love
1: brick yeah. yeah so two women that are friends of mine they started a, a non-toxic makeup line in 2016 also i think called crunchy Built an incredible community. Again, I admired them and what they had built and just saw that that was another group that you could see. Women were thirsting for this and this not just the the non-toxic makeup, which is incredible, but also the community of women. <laughs> the non-toxic environment of yes, sometimes right. what yes, it feels like right. being around a lot of, yes, of <laughs> <yes>, men. <environment. laughs> Women actually supporting each other. How about that? So yeah, so so they were actually the keynote for our most recent events and we're actually planning something now that's going to be in October um and i'll be telling you know be putting that out on social soon but um but the cool thing is like again it's always an opportunity to showcase women's stories we had a panel discussion with some women in health tech industry so they were able to share their expertise and inspire other women i had i'm on the board with cystic fibrosis i invited um three moms who have children with cystic fibrosis and they were able to share their story and educate women about what it's like having a child with cystic fibrosis and that journey and um and then we had a closing keynote Joy McAdams, who's one of our TEDx speakers. I always love oh she's amazing. And we're having a couple, um we actually have a mastermind you can find out on Eventbrite uh with Joy and giving TEDx tips and giving um just tips on how to you know, basically she her talk was on, you know, you were meant for more and you're meant for more moment and that defining moment. And certainly my melanoma experience was was one of my most um you know most defining moments in my life. So yeah, mm-hmm. so so the community, I just feel really blessed to have incredible women as part of it. And as I said, we just continue to host, you know, virtual events, showcasing authors, um, a live event we're going to be hosting in Boca again in October and I will definitely let you know about a Jemmy so you can hopefully be part sure. of it.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I've been, I've been watching what you've been doing with sisterhood for success and, and everything. I mean, everything that you've been doing like for three years now, and it never, never stops impressing me. I feel like it's almost crazy to, to think that you're only still, I feel like you're still just getting going. Like the, the impact that you have has already been amazing, but I always already feel like the Cindy Metzler story hasn't even been halfway written yet. Like I just feel like what you're going to be doing and continue to do for for women and people in this community is just I, I'm excited for it, Cindy. Because what I've seen so far has been nothing short of fun, and I want people to follow you and and I mean in real life, not in a stalker way, but like <laughs> go to your events and see for themselves what can be done when you put out whether you believe in good karma or not, when you put out good karma and good intentions and good vibes and support people, like it comes back to you, even though I know that's not why you do it, it, it the proof is in the pudding that you, you, put, you do good things and good things land on you as well and I just hope that more good things keep landing on you, Cindy because you just done you deserve it so much. So how can people continue to find follow and support you and your sisterhood for success?
1: Oh, thank you. That was so beautiful. And I really do I will I'm I'm in my comfort zone when I'm with community to be honest, like some people want to their goal is to get on stage or to um, promote their themselves, which is amazing. I think they should, but I actually am in my comfort zone when I'm around other people that I can, I can help promote and share voices. So. Yeah, people can go to the Sisterhood for Success, sign up for the newsletter, learn about. We're also like, we have a channel on Eventbrite too, so you can follow so that whenever we do have events, you can learn about them and be the first to know. You'll get information. But yeah, we have a newsletter that goes out regularly, and you can definitely, you know, if you go to the Sisterhood for Success, you can follow us on social. If you want to reach me personally, the best place is on LinkedIn, Cindy Metzler. You know, I definitely try. Try to get back to people as much as I can through DMs on LinkedIn. So I'd love to, you know, hear from you learn about you. If you're interested in TEDx, we can definitely stay in touch and let you know when the next event is and when the submissions open. So you can um, apply if that's what your dream is to be um, a TEDx speaker and share your idea worth spreading. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, Cindy, thank you so much for being a power mom for coming on to this podcast. And for everything that you continue to put out there in our communities, we really appreciate it. Thank you, Cindy.
1: Thank you, Jemmy. You're the best. Thank you.
0: (laughs) All right, for today's power take, I want to take a deeper dive into how success takes a sisterhood. And Cindy is such a shining example of this. She's taken me to all kinds of different events. In fact, She took me to her meeting at Brandstar so that I could meet the big ups and talk about podcasting and their possible opportunities for podcasting. Like she just connects me to everybody because that's who she is. And I know I'm not alone in this story. There are many people who have been brought along because of Cindy and how well she wants to connect people, how much it means to her and how much she believes in this sisterhood of helping each other, women helping women. So she introduced me, everybody, and she's amazing. And Hello, through TEDx, like she amplifies voices, right? With ideas worth spreading so that other people can be inspired by those ideas. While, well, of course, the speakers are also elevated. So just her doing this is amazing. But I want to dive a little bit deeper into what this means, this sisterhood and and what it means for you. Because what it means for me is paying your fortune and your blessings. Forward. So the first thing I want you to think about doing and really being mindful about is how much you can connect people to other people. If you meet somebody and you think, oh my gosh, it'd be great to talk to this person because there's some synergies I'm sure there could be there don't hesitate. Introduce them because it not only enhances your relationship with those people, but it also creates new relationships between them. And you never know what can grow and flourish from all of that. So number one, connect people, connect people, connect people. But also, I don't want you to just pay it forward, okay? Also let people pay the blessings forward to you as well. So commune with people. So not just connecting people to each other, But connecting yourself to people as well. So commune with people constantly. Like when you need support, like uh, through a diagnosis like Cindy did, or through startup struggles, oh my gosh, can I relate to that, or anything, don't go it alone, because you don't have to. Find your sisterhood, hopefully here at the Power Moms Network. Find people who can relate to you and want to support you, because there are people who have gone down the path that you're on, even if it feels So isolated, even if it feels like such a unique problem, I promise you, there are people who have been there, who've gone through the fire, and can help you get out the other side. So connect people, but also commune yourself so you can connect to other people so they can support you. So not only pour into others and pay it forward, but let other people pour into you. Don't block the blessings, okay? One of my main drivers and motivators for building the Power Moms Network was to give you the opportunity to connect and commune in sisterhood with other mothers. And these mothers, they can all pay their blessings forward to you. They can receive blessings paid forward from you. And on Clubhouse, to mention one more time, (laughs) we get together every Wednesday to do just this, to connect and to commune and to receive and to pay it forward. And all the beautiful things. So look up Power Moms, the Power Moms house on Clubhouse and join us every Wednesday. And there are going to be more rooms built out as we get more leaders into the Power Mom space. So you're going to see more rooms start to pop up. The house is going to grow, but join and connect in. We just had a conversation this morning, April, Ashley, a whole bunch of other wonderful women were in that room and it was powerful. So be sure that you're connecting with us on Clubhouse. So with all that being said, (laughs) thanks for joining in today. I hope today's conversation helped inspire and inform you on your own Power Mom path. And remember, it is free to be part of this community and either pay forward your own blessings or receive blessings by connecting to other moms who want to pour into you. So just head to PowerMomsNetwork.com to join our mailing list, connect with other Power Moms, and parlay your own superpowers into success. Connect with me and the team at the Power Moms Network by emailing PowerMoms at Media.com And be sure that you're joining us on social media, commuting with us there as well. So not just Clubhouse, but also Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and threads. You can find us at Power Moms night. I cannot wait to see you. And also one more thing. If you have a podcast that you're trying to get off the ground, that's not really performing like you want it to, you feel like you're missing some opportunities, or you're hitting certain stumbling blocks, I have the opportunity for you to work with me in a live setting and small group setting. It's a workshop that I can help untangle the mess (laughs) and find all the beautiful things to help bring your podcast into success. So go to toppodcastworkshop.com and I'll see you in that small group setting. It's really exciting. So all right, it's producer Jemmy signing off for now. Remember, you are a power mom. So let's parlay your parenthood superpowers into success.